0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The Lax Factor. Factor Podcast. What is up, college Across fans? This is another episode of the Lax Factor Podcast. I've gotten my count straight, so we're on episode number 48 at this point, and today we're going to talk about the top returning defenders in 2020. I usually start these lists uh, with attackmen and midfielders, and I always skimp on the defense. So, today for the defenders, you get a treat. I'm going to do the defenders. I'm going to go, I'm going to talk about five guys. I'm not going to put them in any order other than. The guy who I think is the best all-around defender in the country, I'm going to do last. Everybody else, any one of these guys, you would take, hands down. Um, so the, you know the order, don't worry about that. But I'm going to talk about five guys uh, that I like that uh, statistically did well, and a couple of them didn't do well statistically, but we'll talk about why to a degree. And then I'll get a little bit into talking about uh, some honorable mentions because there's just too many defensemen to go off of here. So uh, let's, let's start here. With Gibson Smith, Georgetown. He was a sophomore in 2019. Will be a junior in 2020. Big kid, uh, uh, solid kid. Not a big kid, but a very solid uh, size defender at uh, six foot one ninety five. He was a USILA honorable mention All American, as well as an Inside Lacrosse third team All American, All Big East uh, second team as well in the 2019 season, two goals and this is I had actually had to double check this because it didn't sound like it was an accurate statistic but 106 ground balls as a close defenseman. That that was a lot of ground balls and then 34 caused turnovers. So I mean a kid put up stats. Georgetown played a lot of games and they, play, you know, they're a, a quality team that ends up playing a a slightly lesser schedule than a bunch of uh, than than quality teams of their stat, stature would typically play, uh, and and that works. Out, it just worked out well because they had a really good senior laden team last year. So Smith, as a young defender, played really well for the Hoyas all the way through the season. He looked like a baby in his picture. Uh, you should be seeing his picture here. And in that picture, I thought the the kid looks like he's about fourteen years old. Started all seventeen games. Those numbers, though. 106 ground balls, that just doesn't, it was a lot. 34 cause turnovers. I almost thought it was a mistake at first, um, simply because it was so high. And this isn't a kid that I had heard mentioned a lot. I had watched Georgetown play a couple of times, so he was on my radar, but not as a, you know, potential. At the time I watched him, I didn't know I was watching a kid that was going to end up being an honorable mention All-American third team, uh, so on and so forth. So he was huge in their defense and their defense was solid. Uh, they held They held teams in 2019 to somewhere in the area of the eights. So you know he was one of he was a big part of that defense that held teams to under nine goals a game throughout the season. So Gibson Smith in uh, 2020 he's going to be uh, you know a guy to watch and will hopefully improve upon his numbers. Obviously he's going to end up drawing a lot of really quality players though. So it's one of those things where I like to kind of predict the numbers and I bet you. You do not see 106 ground balls and 34 cause turnovers out of this kid again because he's going to fall victim to the same disease that guys like Nick Mellon and Chris Fake uh, have fallen victim to in terms of being able to accumulate stats, but we'll talk about that in a bit. this guy, I could have, you know, if I was putting them in order, he'd probably be higher up the list. But once again, I mean, there's not a bad defender on this list that I'm going to talk about here. Kobe Smith, Towson, number 54, a junior in 2020. He was a sophomore last year, one of the best cover guys in the country last year as a sophomore. Uh, six foot two oh five, so a solid kid. He's built like a brick shit house. Uh, USI, a USILA third team All-American, as well as an inside lacrosse third team, all ECAC first team, only sophomore on the ECAC's uh, first team list, actually. And Smith, he puts up points, six goals, four assists. He actually had three of those uh, assists in a single game against Mount St. Mary's. I watched that game. 30 ground balls, 20 cause turnovers. The kid's all over the field, though, more importantly. So yes, you can put him on Jared Bernhardt, and he will hold his own against one of the best attackmen in the country and then you can put him uh you know in transition he's going to get up the field and score goals and 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 feed and actually carry the ball a little bit hold the ball a little bit as guys are filling in down the field kids got a really high lacrosse IQ so getting up the field is the main thing though like when you have a defender that can both cover and play ridiculously well in transition that's a rare thing the kid is a gem and that's why he is i think legitimately probably one of the best five defenders in the country coming into next season and he may have been last year as well. Physical will beat people, will play very much like Chris Fake, although I will say I think Smith may actually be a little bit more under control in the way that he plays physical, but he will throw his body around and he's got a fairly substantial um body. He's capable in scraps, he's going to pick up ground balls where you need him, so he's very capable in that way. He's he's honestly, I think he's my favorite defender uh another guy i'm going to talk about is similar to him albeit i think he may he may be a better cover guy and he may be that more of a lockdown type defender than the other guy i'm going to talk about later so he's my favorite defender uh in this junior class even though you know one of my one of the guys i'm going to talk about is a Syracuse player um not not the all right He's not the best on ball defender in this group, I don't think necessarily, but he's going to be probably the fourth best on ball defender in the country. And that, that may be a hot take. I'm not sure. Some people may disagree with that. Uh, but the the next three guys that I'm going to talk about, I think they are all on better uh, on better on ball defenders than he is, but he is not far behind them, uh, for, for uh, certain, I don't even know why I had that note in there. It's kind of a cut cut down. And and there's no need to cut this kid down. He is filthy. Uh, but it's 10 points regardless, uh, the the fact that he can both D up on guys and, um, put up 10 points and a season, makes him by far the, one of the most dangerous defenders in the country he can He can yard sale you uh, and score a goal within ten seconds and that is a rare thing to have in a defender, but he is fully capable of doing exactly that now the next guy we 're going to talk about here his name is none other than chris fake number thirty one junior defender for yale six foot one two oh five very substantial kid takes up a lot of space on the field. Uh, second team USILA and uh, third team IL All American, first team All uh All Iev, All Ivy. Yale's Christian Prince Memorial Award winner for the best defensive player of uh, the year at Yale. Twenty six ground balls, thirteen caused turnovers. Now this is where we get into. I'm mentioning guys as being these. I think are the top three, the top three defenders in the country that, that I have left here, and. We're getting into a space where they don't have stats to back it up because these other guys further up the list have much better stats. I mean, you look at the kid from G Town and he's got 106 ground balls. So fake, 26 ground balls, 13 cost turnovers. Why is one of the best defenders in the country have stats that are so minor and um, unimpressive? And it's simply because people don't go near him. And you're going to see that with the next guy I talk about too, but people do not go near fake. If you, even your best attackman, if he draws fake, he gets a few less looks over the course of that game by design because it's just a matter of playing playing the odds. And the odds are Fake is going to beat the hell out of him. And the odds are that Fake could take his candy and make him feel bad. And um, it, if, if you ever want to see uh, Lacrosse Analytics, one of our friend channels here, uh, he does a great job with uh, breaking down defenders, specifically highlights. And if you want to just just search Chris Fake 2019 or Chris Fake 2018 highlights, and maybe even specifically throw in Lacrosse Analytics on that search string and you will see see what I'm talking about this dude beats on people by far the meanest and the most uh, aggressive and the most physical defender uh, in the country coming back people are scared of him not only because he's a quality defender but a lot of times as an attackman, when you play a defender that you know beats on people you you knew you were still good for three or four goals against that guy because he was going to make mistakes fake will make mistakes typically off ball uh related you know maybe trying to help a little bit too much but when it when it comes to covering guys and beating on them he makes very few mistakes that's why his stats do not speak to the quality uh and to his accolades that he's received beats people on top of it uh he's he has improved off ball between his freshman and saw his freshman year he was pretty bad off ball when he watched a tape his sophomore year he improved a great deal off ball and it was just a little bit more controlled in terms of he he understood a little bit more um when he had to go and when he doesn't and when he's trying to do too much and when he doesn't and and to boot i think they you know kind of really make him focus on the guy that he's beaten on also he's going to slap push body slash poke wrap active stick as you're running will push slap push poke i mean the guy's his stick is is one of the most active sticks in the country as he's guarding you, and it's usually going to be laying lumber uh in some way even his poke checks are brutal and like many on the list due to the the the, the the caliber of the players he guards he doesn 't force a lot of turnovers that 's the other reason you know yes, even where he is getting he 's not getting as many chances to take the ball away, but even where he does he 's facing the best attackman uh, every time every time out, so that contributes to his numbers being a little bit lower, but Chris Fake is the real deal and uh, will probably be a first and second team All-American uh, next year if not a first uh, team All-American all- across the board. There was a lot of really good senior defenders which is why some of these guys I'm talking about you, you would think they would have been first team All-Americans and they weren't simply because you know a lot of a lot of quality defenders last year in 2019. Next guy. One of the guys I love, Nick Mellon, number 21 out of Syracuse. He'll be a senior in twenty twenty-five nine one eighty-five. So he is the smallest guy on this list by far. Uh, second team, uh, USIL- USILA and IL, All-American, Twarton nominee, All-ACC, started all 14 games. And the, the the stats don't speak to the fact that he was a Twarton nominee or why he was a Twarton nominee. 31 ground balls, 19 caused turnovers. So again, we're seeing a quality defender that just gets avoided like he has AIDS in it's 1980, and um, that's the the truth of it. People just don't want to go on him. Uh, you're going to see clips that I'm rolling here as I'm talking of him guarding uh, 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 Jeff Teat specifically, and even Teat barely tests him. It's, it's actually hard to find uh uh highlights without pouring you know spending hours which I just don't have time to spend for these these podcast videos as it's mostly for audio purposes but uh Nick Mellon, one of the best on ball defenders, re- widely regarded as the best, or one of the top two on ball defenders in the country. And I think Chris Fake is typically the other guy that people throw into that, into that, um, into that conversation. But uh legit. And yes, Pat Spencer did murder him. But in fairness to Nick Mellon, Pat Spencer murdered everybody, and that was a really bad matchup. Probably the better way to play Spencer for Syracuse, because their best defender was so undersized compared to him, would have been to put either just anybody that was bigger on him, maybe even go Bomberry, even though Bomberry would get absolutely murdered as well, but go with the big guy that slashes and beats people and then come with early help or something like that. You know, that was, it worked for a while, even letting, uh, Spencer eat Mellon up because they put Mellon on the island against Spencer. That was by design that Spencer ate him up. They were going to let Spencer get his and try to shut everybody else down. And it did work early in that game until it stopped working and other guys started you know, getting open as other guys started breaking down on the Syracuse defense. And uh, Syracuse lost that game. But Mellon, don't let that fool you. One of the best defenders in the country despite that. And he's one of the best cover guys in the country despite that. It was just a really bad matchup. Um, no, no one else that he faced that year did that to him. Most mostly guys didn't test him all year, um, but yeah, he he did not he did not fare like he. Did, that game was the only game that he got owned all season. He's as solid as, as they get um, at home. Very very much an at home defender. You're not going to see him. He's the opposite of Chris Fake. You're not going to see him throw his stick around like crazy. He's going to wait for the checks. He's going to play good position defense. More feet guy. And uh, with, you know, just getting checks on people's hands than a, t- you know, a real takeaway defender anyway, just, you know, one of the best. Doesn't take unnecessary chances, but he will take your candy if uh, if it's presented. So one of the best overall defenders in the game, widely regarded as a lockdown poll. Nick Mellon should be a first-team All-American across the board next year. And the last guy I want to talk about before I talk about the honorable mentions, not the best cover guy in the country, but I think overall one of the best all-around polls in the game, JT Giles Harris of Duke. He'll be a senior this year coming up uh, for Duke. 5'10", so he's a little bit on the shorter side, but 2'10", so big body. Uh, first team All-American, USILA, USILA and inside lacrosse. ACC Defensive Player of the Year, All-ACC, Twarton Award nominee, and once again, the stats don't speak to his quality. 38 ground balls, 26 cost turnovers. Uh, not huge stats, but given that people do avoid him, and he still took the ball away, and they put him all over the field, can guard any type player uh, and and specifically he roams the field like that he kind of you find him all over the place better than any defender in the country uh, he's a field general great help defender uh, but sometimes at the cost of losing his own guy if the second slide doesn't make it it's you know so I did notice a lot on tape where he went and it ended up being his guy that would burn them, but that's not necessarily his fault. The two slide doesn't get there and maybe he went early. Uh, so he does fall victim to trying to do too much at times, but more than makes up for it with his team leadership and just him being an all-around pimp. Uh, can guard players all over the field, midfielders, attackmen, big guys, little guys. He has the skill set to pretty much handle anybody. And I think that overall, he's probably the best overall defender on the list simply because of that. He can can play off ball. He can run the defense. He can be vocal. He can hit people. He can get on a wing, on a face-off, and pick up a ground ball. The utility that this kid Presents is just off the chart, and uh, that's that's what makes him so valuable. His IQ is just really, really high, and I think that he, I think he'll he'll end up being a legitimate Twarton. Nominee, and I think that he he might even be a defender that could eke himself into a finalist spot, um, just because he, he he has all eyeballs on him, and he he seems to be very comfortable with the spotlight on him. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he does next year. Duke lost some pieces to the defensive puzzle last year, so he's going to be looked upon to to anchor everything once again, um, and then help some of the younger guys step up. But they have a lot of really good defenders coming in as well, and what stinks about this is we there, there's too many good defenders to that we we at least have to go through and do like a roll call of um, other guys. And I'm not going to get into any of these guys for the most part outside of just mentioning their names and then ripping uh, off a couple of stats for them. Um, But I also want to show you that when I rip off these stats, these are big stat getting defenders, even though these guys aren't big award winning defenders. So uh, first one, uh, Jack Drillick, senior. Uh, He'll be a senior at Siena in 2020, 30 cause turnovers. That's a lot. Uh, Kyle Stofko, junior Wagner, 30 cause turnovers. Brandon Salvatore, senior uh, this upcoming season at Cornell, 32 caused turnovers in 74 GBs. So uh, Salvatore, I believe he may have been an honorable mention All-American, actually. The only one in this list, I think. Uh, but he's a quality poll up there in Ithaca. Peter Rizzotti, sophomore Dartmouth, 27 caused turnovers. Colin Kasner, Jr., UMBC, 31 caused turnovers. Reese Eddy, he'll be a senior at Boston U, 34 caused turnovers. Brian McIntosh, Jr. at the Mount, Mount St. Mary's, 32 caused turnovers. I watched him play uh, Towson. And uh, just to give you an idea, of how many more opportunities some of these guys at the smaller schools get. Johnny Sirdick, who I think was, you know, probably the best poll in the country last year, is tied for 13th in cause turnovers with Brian McIntosh, the junior out of the Mount. 32 32- caused turnovers for Johnny Sertik, and he's tied for 13th in the country, and he was probably the best pole in the country. So that just gives you an idea of how many more opportunities these guys at the smaller schools get. Uh, and what it ends up, just what the reality is, is any one of these guys could play anywhere. The fact that you know McIntosh is at the mount is the reason he ends up with 32 caused turnovers, because he ends up playing slightly lesser Talent than, say, Cerdick does on average, and he's just that much better than everybody else. So, uh, these guys are all worth mentioning, and I wish I could go into more uh, about all of them, but alas, I just don't have that kind of time. So, as always, if you'd like to support the channel, simply go to laxfactor.com, buy yourself some swag, or you can go to the soon to be posted laxfactor.com forward slash support, and uh, that will outline some other options for you. We will be moving into A sort of subscription service, and and people had been upset and had talked about, like, oh, no, don't do that. But the reality is, we're going to actually put more content, uh, podcast type, and, and talk type content on YouTube than we we ever have in the past, all for free. Uh, but we'll also put some stuff behind a subscription. And I think we're actually going to, to run that subscription uh, for free through February 1st of 2020. Uh, so everyone can get a free taste while it's in beta. Um, but it will not take away anything from what we do on, uh, on, on YouTube. We'll still put everything out uh, on YouTube and all the same shows. We'll actually have a, a slightly tighter schedule moving forward uh, starting in October, where we'll have defined shows that we're going to do uh, released at, on defined days at defined times, uh, for that matter. We'll probably, I keep trying to get into the live. The live stuff is a little bit harder because the streaming aspect of that, it gets a little bit difficult. But overall, if you want to support us, laxfactor.com or laxfactor.com forward slash support. Other than that, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you're notified when we put out new videos. Thank you for watching and enjoy.